0: Welcome to episode 140 of The Space In Between. Wow, 140 seems like a really, really accomplished number. And what we're talking about today is we're going to talk a little bit about our karma to our dharma. So how can we use karma? These are life's lessons, obstacles, the stories that we came into in this world with our soul, and how can we transform them into our purpose, our dharma. So I felt like that was something that kept coming up in a couple of conversations as I was in my little Nomad podcast season interviewing some amazing guests here that you've been experiencing and that are still coming up in the next couple of weeks. And I thought, yeah, I want to dive in a little bit more deeply with With you all today. So that's what our conversation's going to be around. And yeah, and we'll see how it flows. I have some I have some places that I would like to take us to go to go on. So before we get there, a couple things happening in Nomad. So I will admit, while I'm recording this, it hasn't happened yet, but the time that you are listening to this, we had an amazing week, (laughs) an amazing Hudson Valley season, summer solstice, their radiant one season, ah, yes, 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 I already know it was an amazing experience, and I'm sure next time I come back on, I will tell you more details of those experiences, being at some new places that I, you know, that I haven't experienced yet, some old friendly faces. Yeah. And we're doing this all up and down the East Coast this summer. So from New York to North Carolina, I will be, I will be bringing Dear Radiant One experiences to you if you're in the East Coast. And if you, if you don't know about them already, go ahead and visit our website and find out more. Um, And if you also know of a space like a bookstore, an art gallery, a yoga studio, a dance studio, uh, a beautiful garden that you would love to host, a book reading and a book dance experience, reach out to me. We can definitely see how we can make that work because I will be traveling up and down the East Coast this summer and early fall, and I would love to be with you and be with you in person. So. That's a little bit that's happening, and we still have some spots in Costa Rica from November 12th through the 19th that I would love to experience in person. In Costa Rica, Embodied Radiance, where we're going to reset our nervous system, drop down into our rest and digest and eat really good, beautiful tropical, tropical fruits. I'm already dreaming of it. Dancing, moving, playing, swimming being together it's going to be a beautiful experience and there's still some spots open so you can go ahead and find out more at the thenomadcollective.org or my website phoebeleona.com and there's still availability for the embodied radiance online program so this you can join at any time when you're ready to dive in it's there for you. By the time this is airing, we are exploring anger and how to sit with our anger, how to make friends with our anger, how to express our anger in healthy ways. And using that anger as our fuel for inspiration to find kind of what our talk about is today is to find our purpose, right? Those things that fire us up, how can we use that to to live, our, step into our purpose. So that's what's happening in the container this month at, at Embodied Radiance. I will be leading um, um, our monthly session as well as there's lots of self-paced, safe, self-paced practices that you can do on your own and then I can also work with you one-on-one. So there's lots of different ways to experience Embodied Radiance and embody your own radiance and reprogram your nervous system And your emotional experience, the energy moving in motion experience in your body. So, yeah, we're going to talk today about sitting with karma and transforming it to our dharma. And last week we had Christy on, and Christy had a really powerful story, if you didn't listen I highly recommend pause and go listen and then you can come back to this. But she had a really powerful story where she was just this beam of sunshine. Yeah, she was setting out, beginning her, her new path as an actress. You know, she was just graduating college and then she came down with this very mysterious chronic illness and she ended up being sick for 15 years. Fifteen years of not just being sick, but also trying to get better it wasn't just like she was like ah, I'm done. This is my life. I'm gonna be sick the rest of my life. No, she was very active. If as you hear her story, she was super active, and she is rehabilitated. She you know figured out what the cause was, and now she has become an advocate for, for all all people not just her own health advocate but for all for others to step into this role of advocating for your own health and and doing that work and showing up for yourself and staying, you know, determined and being resilient and continuing to move forward. And I was really inspired by her story. You know, she really speaks from the lens of her physical healing. And if you have been with me before, I really share my story more from the emotional healing journey and both are connected, right? I mean, I had some physical stuff that I was dealing with. She had a lot of emotional stuff too. They go hand in hand, right? But hers was really more from, she was physically sick for 15 years. Um, and this is the conversation I wanted to look at is, you know, how here she was, Christy, have Full full expansion. She was ready to go out there, receive all the possibilities that were there for her as a young adult. And then she was given this huge challenge of her physical health. And how she used that, building up her resiliency, continuing her own health advocacy to see that, okay, this is my purpose. First, it was my purpose to heal for her. Right? And now it is her purpose to help others heal. And this is exactly this idea. And I spoke to it there and I spoke to it in, I think, another podcast. Um, just the other, I don't remember which one. I've been recording a bunch back to back. But we were talking, this is a theme that keeps coming up, is how you sit with these obstacles, these lessons that are handed to you, that in the moment you might feel like, this is happening to me. Right? We start to play victim. But there's there's this opportunity to see this is happening for me this is happening through me this is happening with me right just those words for me through me with me are very different than to me right to me is this pretty much victim victimhood right woes me it's happening to me again why is this all happening to me, right? We go into this dialogue and it kind of keeps us in this hamster wheel of, of staying a victim, of not healing, of not evolving, not growing, not expanding. But just that slight shift of, of perspective of, okay, it feels like it's happening to me, but maybe it's happening for me. Maybe it's happening through me, right? Maybe it's happening with me, Um Maybe it's happening for me, for my own personal growth. Uh, What Monique said a few weeks ago, she was saying, you know, maybe it's not happening for me, but it's happening for me, for others, right? That's like a happening through me. It's moving through me. I'm not, if I don't get attached to it, I don't say, okay, this is my journey. It's happening through me so I can be a teacher and I can help other people who might be experiencing this, right? And then it could be also happening with me where you're you're dancing in this co-creation like i almost think of like you being the shaman like moving this energy kind of you're you're recognizing you're this co-participant and you get to make these choices and create this magic and transform it in some way so those are the the slight changes of perspective from moving from that victimhood to through uh for me through me and with me um And I think this is a really important conversation to have right now, because there's so much to feel like it's happening to me in this world. Um, You know, the past two years of COVID, whether whatever the story was, whether you were um, or you did, you did have COVID, right? You were, this was physically happening to you, right? Or you know any of the other conversations? You were vaccinated. You were not vaccinated. You were feeling like your your um, you know your sovereignty sovereignty was taken away from you. Your freedoms were taken away from you because you had to get vaccinated, or, or other people were taking away your own freedom because they weren't getting vaccinated. Whatever the conversation was right, and is, it still could be happening, right, we could very easily say, okay, this is happening to me, and that other, right, that creates that separation, and we talked about that last week or so of that other, right, whenever we start to say, this is happening to me, and nobody else under, understands that, there's this separation, and it creates this polarity, and so when we can start to step into this role of of okay, there's something else happening here right now through me, for me, with me, instead of to me. And a belief that I I believe, like this is something that I carry with me, is um, and I learned it through Hinduism, is Hindus believe that our souls and their other other worlds that also believe this too, but this is where I learned it from was Hinduism, is that our souls chose this body, chose the location, chose our circumstances being our parents, chose the lessons that we were going to learn before we entered in to our little baby body, our little human baby body. So you can kind of think of it as here we are, wherever our little soul is, right? Maybe looking up, bird's eye view, looking down at all of the possibilities. Oh, they are my parents. They're going to teach me. They're going to give me the opportunity and lessons that I have to learn in this lifetime, right? So then our soul chooses that, that body to come through and play out our karma, the lessons that we're choosing. And... You might not believe this, but I'm just going to invite you into this just to perhaps experience a new perspective of this. Because this also helps us acknowledge that we're co-creating this. It takes us out from the victimhood of, oh, my little body came into this world and I had horrible parents and da-da-da-da-da. It's all been stacked up against me, but your soul. And that might be a hard pill to swallow when you say that. Oh, my soul wanted this. My soul was calling me into this this life that I have. Right. If you feel rather ungrateful for it, um, our soul chose this. And and if you can play around with that idea, it'll it'll empower you and say, okay. Whether you believe it or not, it's like, okay, well, what if, what if my soul chose this? Is there something else that I could get out of this now? So it invites you into the present experience, not the past that you're carrying, right, of all the things that were stacked up against you. And now here I am now suffering and a victim, but like, okay, so if my soul chose to be here now in this time and space, in my personal world, and the collective world, what is what's the point of it all? Like, why am I here? And that invites us into a more exciting conversation of like, hmm, how did that happen for me? Or how did that happen through me or with me? And it allows us to become not like pushing against the world because it's this big bad world universe against me. But it's like, oh no, I played my part and now I get to choose how I'm going to continue to play my part, and I'm going to ask more questions. I'm going to be clear in what I want, I'm going to be clear in how I communicate, and then it becomes a real dance. You're not just surrendering and laying back and be like, Oh, woe's me, the world sucks, and it's you know, treating me like this. We're just like, Oh, no, I'm gonna lean in. Lean in without controlling it, right? The death grip that I often talk about and like micromanaging it. It's like, no, I'm leaning in to say, okay, world, you gave me this. like You gave me these circumstances. Now, what's here for me now? And then you can listen. You can see what the next thing is, right? You can go back and listen to Christy's story because she really took you step by step as to how how she was co-creating with the universe of like, okay, here's a roadblock. I don't like that answer. So I'm going to go down this alley. All right, I'm going to find, like she, she, she really didn't let all the doors that were closing on her just be that, like a victim, right? She was like, okay, how can I lean in and say there's something else here for me? So I invite you all into that space too. For yourself and I think I've shared this before my my mantra I often come to it is awareness is the transformation so I think that it's really important when we're talking about karma moving to our karma these lessons these obstacles that we we came into and then transforming into the dharma our purpose there is this space of transformation that we acknowledge, okay, we're we're stepping out of victimhood. There has to be a bit of healing there, right? So for her, for Christy, it was like her physical healing. For me, it was a lot of emotional healing. You fill in the the dots for you. Like, what is it that you have to heal? Maybe it's maybe you have to change your mindset. Maybe there have been some stories that you have pr- been programmed to believe about yourself or about our world that you're like. I need to heal that old story because it does not serve me. Right? So, whatever it might be spiritual, mental, physical, emotional there's some sort of le- element of healing. And in healing, there's transformation. And I think this is really important. I'm going to talk about the fourfold path of, of radical transformation in a moment. But we don't want to get stuck in the healing, just the healing, right? Like, okay, I'm healed everything's good now let me go back to normal and that's sort of where we are right now in terms of the COVID world like post-COVID world or we're sort of in the middle of COVID still it's just transformed to a different level but it's like you probably had this right at year two marker year two where it's like okay we're done I don't really want to do this anymore right and we wanted to just go back to our old life and pretend none of that all had happened but it's so obvious it's still here right in some way shape or form whether physically no physically covid is here or just the conversations around it the the polarity that maybe you know was was in your life in conversations you had with family members or friends right that polarity might still be there right we can't just quote-unquote heal and go oh okay, everything's good, let's go back to normal. There has to be some sort of transformation to occur to realize we can't go back to the old way. We don't just heal to go back to the old way. We heal to move forward and expand and grow. And so that transformation invites us into that purpose, that dharma. And that purpose might be just simply transforming and becoming someone new for ourselves. It might be transforming into being of service to others, whether it be a small community or a huge mass amount of people. It could just be that transformation of healing and being quiet and silent and being that new higher frequency of energy and just holding that space. You don't even have to go out externally into the world, but maybe you are this calm presence that meditates and prays for us every day right it's more of an internal shift right so whatever it is when we bring our awareness to all of these other layers right all the stories of the obstacles the lessons that we came into we bring our awareness and go oh okay i'm not a victim here right this is a new choice if I'm not a victim here, it's not happening to me. That awareness is like asks well, what, well, how is it happening? Is it happening through me, for me, with me right And so the awareness invites you into this space of transformation, the space in between my friends, and so that's where the healing begins, and that's where the the healing and the awareness and the healing is okay. This doesn't feel good anymore. I don't like being sick anymore. How can I like, how can I live without pain, right? Oh, wow. I have been carrying a lot of physical pain in my body. Oh, I have been depressed for so many years. Whatever that it, that awareness is, right? Cuz you might have just been in survival mode with all of the the stories of your your karma. Right? You might not have even been fully aware of the impact it was having on your life. And so in that awareness and the healing, right? And then it leads us to, okay, more questions. How, why was this happening for me, through me, with me? How can I now transform it to be of service to myself, to others? Right, so these are beautiful questions to ask. And so as I said before, this fourfold path of radical transformation, I've been studying with Alexander John Shia for a while now. He was on our podcast last year. Um, and what he's teaching, he's teaching, it's not new information. It's it's really based on the hero's journey, right? John um, Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. Uh, Carl Jung's work, which was based, you know, based on Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell was based on Carl Jung's work, Um and he but john alexander john teaches through the lens of christianity so he tell he uses the storytelling of of the bible to show the fourfold path of radical transformation but um the questions that he asks in all of these you know here is journey the fourfold path ask is how do you face change how do you handle suffering how do you receive joy and how do you mature in service and so, there, right there, in those four questions, is this path is this path of your your karma, those obstacles those those invitations to change that you could potentially see as suffering right, our path to how do you receive joy and i I feel like that's the path where we're healing, we're getting better, we're feeling better. You could hear that in Christy's story where she was physically starting to get better. And now she could, she could have just paused there and be like, okay, I'm good. Like I said before, like, oh, I'm good, right? But then we don't want to get stuck there. We don't want to get stuck in the healing and sort of just go back to business. We want to continue the path to mature in service, right, into making it our purpose, our dharma. And I'm telling you this and breaking it down because something that came through um, and I might have shared it before, but I'm going to share it again in this context. Was in one of the sessions that I had with Alexander John. There was one day, he was talking about um, he was talking about the crucifix, right, the cross, and he was telling us a couple of things. He was first telling us about the crucif- crucif- crucifix existed. That symbol existed prior to Jesus BC. Um, and the symbol represented the tensions, the polarities of life, and being able to sit in the center of it. Right? But there had to be this tension, right? If you look at the symbol of a cross, right, it's it has four points reaching in four different directions, but then there's the center that's holding it all together. And so he was saying that that's really what the symbol represents. And then he went on to tell us how historically Jesus wouldn't have been on a cross he was in um it was they were actually they were actually crucified on poles so it actually was physically just kind of hanging and he showed us a picture of like what it would have looked like and the symbol of Jesus on the cross really didn't show up until I think like the 10th century and so what he was telling us was he went to, um, Alexander John went to the Vatican, and there's like a whole hallway of history, like art history of, um, like, how would you say that? Christian art history. So he's walking through, and it's all chronological, and here we see, you know, Jesus in various sh- forms, and then here we are in tenth, um, the 10th century where you see the first image of Jesus on the cross. So somebody asked in the class, they're like, why did it show up, you know, a thousand years later essentially after jesus had already you know existed and died and you know resurrected and he was saying that it was really more about the symbol of being able to hold that tension and and how jesus had sat in the center of that and then somebody said well and and then he went on to say how in Jungian um, psychology, because he he's a Jungian, um, how when symbols show up, it's usually to teach us something collectively. So if you see a symbol collectively show up, it's it's usually to teach us something. And so then the next question came through from the group was, well, what did we learn from it, and why why do we still have it, right? Because usually when we have the symbol, we learn from it it, it and it disappears. That's the belief. And so it was like, well, what does that symbol then mean if if it, we still have it? And so he said, yeah, that's a really good question. <laughs> and he didn't finish it. He didn't finish that and the class ended. But then I sat there and I was thinking like, you know, he was talking about all this tension, right? The four points and we hold it in the center. But this picture of Jesus is not there's no tension. He's dead. He's hanging. He has, you know, nails or whatever in his arms, like so he's suspended in this cross. He's just completely surrendered. He's co- he's collapsed. He's almost like in the space of, like giving up. And I was like, ooh, that's interesting because it's we're locked in this image of suffering reluctant to these stories, these karmas, these obstacles that we're kind of just stuck and ruminating in it. And if this symbol means tension, we're being able to hold all of it and sit in the center. Well, he's not actually showing us this, this symbol, right? But when we feel joy, what do we do? I mean, for me, like when I feel like just This unconditional joy just comes through me. I usually reach my arms out. I turn my palms up. I shine my heart to the sky. I I have this like tension in my body, like I'm reaching and expanding in all directions. That's what I think this image of the cross actually is supposed to represent. So what if we went from getting stuck in the suffering, getting stuck in these stories of being victim, but if we did this... Of work, we brought this awareness to the joy, to the possibility of healing, the possibility of receiving joy, of maturing in service. Maybe we can move beyond it, maybe we can move beyond that cross, and we don't have to hold those polarities in tension because we know it so well. It's in ourselves. We, can imbo- we embody it. We believe it. We see it in you and me, right? We see it in ourselves. We see it in other. And I'm just going to put that here for you to sit with, that image, so that when you get stuck in these stories, like Christy, like the ones I've shared in mine, right, where you feel like life is happening to me, right, that victim story. Can you just shift that very slight perspective and say, okay, this is happening for me, this is happening through me, this is happening with me. How can that, that start to, that awareness shift? Just maybe it's ever so slightly, right? And then it starts to shift more and more and more, and then all of a sudden you're going from that like, oh, woe's me, I'm hanging out here, just completely giving up, Right? And you just start to see, oh, things are actually happening here for me. It's a re- really exciting transformation to, to experience, but to also witness. I mean, that's, that's what I love about what I do, is that I get to witness people move through their transformation. I'm guiding them to a certain extent, but it's really like the joy of witnessing them, seeing them make their own realizations about their own life, seeing them choose new words, like it's not happening to me, it's happening for me, and then see like the light bulb go off and go, oh oh my God, yeah, now I do see it. Okay, now I get to make new choices, right? It's so exciting, to witness. It's so exciting to be a part of that. Like here. Okay, here's a little breadcrumb. Here's a resource here for you. Here's a practice that might help you shift that perspective a little bit more different um a little bit differently. Here's another practice to help you with that awareness. Oh my gosh, it's such like that that is my dharma. That is my dharma. All the stuff that I had to go through, you know, and honestly like if you read my book, yeah, it's it was a hard, it was a hard childhood in some aspects, but there were also so many parts of my childhood that were so filled with love. There were so many beautiful moments that I got to experience. But if I stayed in that happening life's happening to me, I might not have ever noticed the good stuff. I might have just been like programming the this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. And I guess what the universe just continues to give more of it, right? But I know that I had to go through that dark, dark night of the soul, the shadows, dance with them, understand them, to also really embrace the light, right? The polarity, that tension. I had to be able to hold all of it. Right. And you did too at some point in your life. I know it. Right? And so that's Ah uh, that's my dharma is to help you even if it's just this podcast even if it's you know you dropping in for a session with me even if it's coming to Costa Rica with me even if it's you read my book even if you come to a live experience and dance with me or or witness myself and others co-creating together um ah uh, it's just like that's why I know I'm here because I I want to I want to be that that like encourage I want to encourage you like keep going if you feel like life's happening to you just keep going it's going to get better I promise I've been there just keep going um yeah so that's my dharma <laughs> uh and I you know my book is called Dear Radiant One and it's funny because we can, we had so many different names for this book It was first um Variably Cloudy with Abundant Sunshine. There's a story right at the beginning that you understand why that was the first name. Then it went into, oh, Embodied Radiance, which is the program. But it wasn't catchy enough for my publisher. And then I thought, well, I'm writing these letters to the emotions. And what if I'm writing all of these letters are really just letters to my reader? What would I call my reader? reader. And there was a line that I say at the end of the book is shine on, radiant one was like, oh, I'm going to write a letter to my Is They're the radiant one, right? They're, I'm inviting them into embracing their radiance. So I named this book Dear Radiant One. And I'm telling you this because it's so funny. I, I didn't know that my name Phoebe means radiant. It means bright one, radiant one. <laughs> I had no idea. What I did know is I was named after Phoebe, Phoebus, goddess of the moon, and I—I I always had. Oh yeah, I, you know, I'm full moon. I bring lightness to the shadows, to the dark, right? So I already—I kind of knew that that was that was my dharma. That was what my soul chose for me, right? My parents chose my name because my soul whispered it to them. That's also another belief that I feel we have, as our soul shares what our 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 name is so that we can carry that out even our name carries our our karma and our dharma so i just loved what i learned that i looked i don't know why i was called to look it up the other day i was like oh my gosh i just named a book after my name (laughs) but the book is really to invite you dear radiant one into your own story so that is that's what my my dharma is and and so As I've been talking now, I'm I'm hoping that you heard Christy's story, you've heard other people's stories in the space in between here, you've resonated with my story in some way, and maybe it turned a light on to your own story of where you might have been playing the victim, that you were saying life is happening to me. And now you're getting to make more conscious choices to be a co-creator, to lean in and say, okay, life might be happening for me. Life might be happening with me. Life might be happening, you know, through me. And why? Why is this all? Why am I in co-creation? Why did my soul choose? And just, just play with that. Even if you don't fully believe it, just play with that idea and see if that little shift makes a huge wave in your consciousness, in your perception of how you are experiencing your own life. So that is what I have here for you, my friends. I hope that you can sit with your present karmas, your past karmas, whatever's ahead for you, the lessons that are ahead for you, and really be able to sit with the awareness of it and see it as an invitation into your own, discovering your own purpose, your own dharma. So... I would love to be with you in other ways. Of course, if you're enjoying this podcast, share it, send it to a friend, review it, send me a message. I would love to also know how did this message resonate with you? Do you believe it? Do you not believe it? I don't care, but I would love to hear from you and see what your perspective is. This is part of being in the space in between is to hear each other, see each other, understand each other, understand all of these stories, our beliefs, and and break down those walls right, that keep us in our own little box so yeah send me a message share it support if you'd like 11 dollars a month to become a nomad supporter. You can find out more about that to support this podcast and to also receive invites to some free events that are happening in our container at the nomad membership. And we have so much happening at the nomad collective membership in terms of for practitioners like you if you you want a new healing modality. We have so many different guides that are offering beautiful services and medicine and wisdom there. And then if you are a guide that you have some medicine that you want to offer to our community and, and also receive a lot of benefits. We have so many great benefits for guides to support you on your own personal journey, but then also our collective journey as guides, if that is your Dharma, to be a service in this healing path and transformational path. Uh, I invite you to go explore the and let's see how we can help you really claim your purpose your dharma or help you discover it if you don't know what it is all right my friends have a beautiful day